Hello, creeps. I'll be your ghost. I mean host. As we delve the crypts of spooky movies and even spookier theory. Welcome to Horror Vanguard. Uh, ding, 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 ding. Uh, welcome, welcome, welcome aboard. Welcome aboard, everybody. Thank you for joining HV Cruises uh, for this week's trip across to generic Florida Island. Uh, it is, it's, it's obviously very hot, so we ask you all to make sure you drink plenty of water wherever you are. Just be warned that things might get a little bumpy as there could be shockwaves in the water. Oh no, he did the title thing! He did the title! (laughs) (laughs) Oh my god. Uh, And here, here we are. Here we go. We are talking, uh, about a classic of 1970s horror cinema. We are talking about shockwaves. I am so excited. I'm so excited for today's episode because it gets to start by me asking you, uh, to explain to, 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 to me and to everybody on this voyage of the damned, what is Shockwaves about? The red sun hung over a derelict ship, and all they could do was look upon its crimson light in horror as the captain gave uncertain orders to his navigator. Our heads turn upward towards our doom, but other minds and other places in our flesh tell us to look away. Trust your gut, because your head is lost and easily disconnected from its roots. Much like the swirling eddies of microorganisms in our guts, the sea lives beyond unknown horrors that we chart. It's Acephal, a headless being. We can try to look upon it with our set of eyes, but we are staring into ripples in moments while being watched by eyes with no organs. So too moves the lives and shapes of history. Cephalic ways of knowing have clumsy tools with which to carve meaning from time. Both are esoteric things that resist the simple channeling of eyes and lips. In some drifting corner of society, a psych ward, a library basement, and the screams of the unheard are instructions for our salvation. In the final moments of shockwave, Rose pens such instructions. However, our cranial ways of knowing have no tools, no ability to translate her epistle. The wayward cluster of egotistic organs on your shoulders will not save you now. To encounter the world, become headless. Join us as we become a mind that emerges from a body and discuss shockwaves. Has somebody's re- been reading Deleuze? <laughs> no, no, Dad. <laughs> you uh, didn't. You didn't find a Deleuze magazine curled up under my bed. Yeah, I just, I just found, uh, you know. Uh, uh, it, it looked it looked like uh, porn, but it was just anti Oedipus with under the dust jacket of like a porno magazine. Like, <laughs> son, what is this? I taught I taught you better than this. No, I I just read anti Oedipus for the articles. I do not look at the pictures. That is not interesting to me at all. Uh, no, uh, absolutely. Uh, what an what an absolutely outstanding pricey. Oh, why thank you. Yeah, and it, it, it drives home the point that really the ocean is a deeply hostile space. Oh, yeah, that's that's another thing about this movie that I absolutely love. I absolutely love. And we're going to talk about this later when we talk about guns. But in a lot of 
cinema, our relationship to the sea has become like a thing of technological mastery. You know, like it's it's no longer this horrifying aquatic abyss that we can barely skate the surface of. Mm -hmm. And we have no real way of kind of being in conversation with. And in this movie, like it returns to the sea, its full power and its full terror. Yeah. Uh, I mean, like even even now, like no matter how much you might think you know about the ocean. There's so much of it, which is like almost impossible to investigate properly. Um, mm -hmm. It's this, it's, it's, you know, once you get a few, a little, a little way down, like light doesn't get there anymore. It's this space in which humans are reminded very forcibly of our naturalized contingency. Uh, it absolutely kind of like drives home our essential fragility like there's this inc incredible story about uh, William Beebe, the the American naturalist, who in the 30s it, it did a kind of deep sea dive off the coast of um, Bermuda, and they mm -hmm. went they went they went down uh, down a quarter of a mile, which was the deepest thing that anyone had ever d done at the time. Um, so there's this there's this quote that he kind of lent over um out of the window that they had and they as he put it saw what looked like the black pit mouth of hell itself and i'm like that's what is beneath you when you're on a boat you know uh, this is something we talked about in our episode way back in the day on vampire Tutis infinalis with um oh such a good episode our good friends from the magnificast so it's like there is a kind of strangeness to, to the ocean um a sort of natural horror as it were absolutely and i think one of the things that kind of comes out through the course of this movie is that there's not really a meaningful disconnect between humans and the sea it, it's it's a space that's hostile to us it's a space that we can't tread but it is nevertheless a part of us mm -hmm, yeah it is a thing that we, that we have no access to but there is no way humanity survives without it and damage to the sea is damage to ourselves you know we're already just just look out your window. We're already starting to like see the effect of a world where humans have irreversibly changed the oceans for the worse. Yeah. And it's just ca catastrophic for us. Yeah. So not only is it, you know, kind of the pitch black mouth of hell, but it is also a part of us. It's a thing that there's no way we could ever be without. Or 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 at the very least, we can't be we there there has to be a way of reconciling our own kind of porous nature. You know, the, the, the sea, the water will get into you. It leaves you, you know, it is, it's that division between the, the subject and object between the self and the other is far more permeable than we like to admit. But as, as you pointed out though, this isn't just a, uh, this isn't kind of strictly speaking a body horror film, but there is another kind of big generic marker we should probably talk about, which is a disaster movie. We hope you've enjoyed the Dread Discourse. Until next week, stay spooky.